You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a shame these are the spicy times because we're actually doing pretty well. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. Of course, that probably relates to the whole uh, good times make for weak people, weak people make for bad times, or spicy times, if you will, thing. Before we get to that, what's the White Lotus? Do you know that TV show? No. Michael? Don't know it. Will you Google it real fast and tell me what it is while I read this? Um, It's one of the shows nominated for Outstanding Limited or Anthology Series that Rolling Stone says is a possible winner, and I just have heard about it a lot. It's one of those shows that have reached my ear. Can you tell me about the White Lotus? Give me one I'm sentence on the White Lotus. I'm guessing it's about an Asian crime family that's trying to reform, but they just keep getting pulled back in. <laughs> it's about folks on a, on a Hawaiian vacation. And what happens to them? At a hotel. I, I, they I, get sunburned. They eat too much. They drink a little bit. They buy some knickknacks and they, go They home. max out their credit card. <laughs> they go home. Folks on a Hawaiian vacation, that does sound good. Contemplating moving there. But in reality, they'll never even go back on vacation because they just never get around to it. Wow. Wow. Have you been following me? <laughs> <laughs> Says they have to face the truth about themselves and their family and things oh, are never going to be the same that's again. That's the oh, worst. Facing I the truth about yourself is the worst. That. <laughs> what if I don't want to? <laughs> I hate when that happens. Sounds like a comedy. <laughs> Facing the truth about myself. I'd rather face a saber-toothed tiger. Please. See, I, I was trying to explain this to a childless person the other day, and they just didn't grasp it. Since I've had kids, I just got no room for dramas. I have no. so much drama in my life every day. I uh, and and I didn't know it before I had kids. I didn't know that I was getting to flex various muscles by watching TV shows or movies mm-hmm. that need to be flexed as a human being. You know the. The, 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 the compassion for the weak or the disturbance over violence or whatever. 
in real i get enough of that in real life i do not want a depiction of it <laughs> I just, like horror movies teach you to deal with fear they think there is nobody in ukraine watching a horror movie right now not a single person perfect uh, ex- uh explanation i think for instance yeah yeah i remember thinking it was just bitterly hilarious the idea of watching a drama as we're raising our kids and dealing with you know plenty of drama right now comedies i can get into those and i will check out abbott elementary which i'm told is the funniest thing on television right now it's on freaking abc it's like a regular sitcom probably doesn't have a laugh track i'm guessing you can't do that anymore can you i don't know npr loves it one guy on npr Anyway, to my theme of things are actually pretty good right now, I was looking at a bunch of charts on uh, one of my favorite economics websites uh, comparing, uh, you know, yesteryear with today. It depends on the topic. But, for instance, they're looking at people dying of heart disease uh, since uh, between 1990 and, and now. All ages per 100,000 people, uh, the number of people dying of heart disease is down 16%. Young people, which is admittedly, you know, not many people do, but a significant number is down 21%. Um, Eating better, exercise, why is heart disease down? Are we treating it better? Yeah, all sorts of different reasons. We're fatter than we've ever been. Uh, Speak for yourself, fat boy. Um, No, I'm kidding. Uh, You know, I don't even know if they do analysis. Uh, As a guy who fights... A high blood pressure and high cholesterol and the rest of it. I will tell you that statins have saved incredible numbers of lives. It's the cholesterol drugs. And uh, blood pressure medicine is a lot better than it used to be. Um, just to care for that. It's Understanding be nutrition's that. better than it was. It's got to be that. Yeah. I think people are eating worse <laughs> than they ever have. So the fact that heart disease is down, probably the drugs are just so good. But anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, where was I age-wise? If you're 15 to 49, it's down 21%. Uh, 50 to 69, the deaths from heart disease are down 47% wow, in the last 30 years. That's the drugs. Well, yeah, I don't know. And uh, 70 plus, it's down by a third. My dad talks a lot about how uh, he was probably like the last, the very tail end of the nobody over the age of 30 exercised. He was probably the tail end of that generation. And I realize on the coasts, Older people jogging and stuff got popular way before it did in the Midwest. But my dad talks about how, like, when he was 40-something, him, none of his friends, nobody even thought about exercising. The idea of having a gym membership, there were no gyms, and the idea of, like, exercising is just not even on anybody's radar at all. And that would have been, what? late 70s or something like that. That's a good point. And now it's it's very, very common for a 50-year-old to work out regularly. Mm-hmm. So uh, changes in U.S. age-adjusted cancer death rates between 1990 and 2019, which is last uh, year they have uh, complete statistics for, for some reason. You'd think it's 2022. They could uh, you know, get on or 2021. What the hell year is it? Nobody knows. Nobody's sure. Anyway, boy, you're too old when you can't even remember what year it is. Or you just don't care. You've become such a nihilist. You don't. I really care. don't care. 2022, it turns out. Who cares? <laughs> Another friggin' year. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, anyway, uh, stomach cancer deaths down 41%. Breast cancer deaths down 35%. This is mostly about treatment. Uh, tracheal bronchus and lung 
cancers down 27%. I saw them Col- open for yes. Uh, tracheal bronchus and lung. Yeah. Oh, my God. Their songs are so long, though. Uh, colon and rectum. Is there a difference? I thought your colon was your rectum. Maybe it's just a question of the terminology. If you go in far enough. Oh, boy. Uh, 26% down. Prostate down 24%. Ovarian 23%. All cancers in general uh, down 19%. Uh, brain and kidney, very small drops, but drops. Interestingly, esophageal cancer deaths are up 6%, and pancreatic are up 14%. Hmm. I gotta and believe that's age adjusted. I gotta believe that's mostly treatment. As when I had my cancer, the doctor, one of the doctors that saw me said, "If you'd have had this when I started medicine, you'd be dead already." Which is a phrase that will stick in your mind. Wow! Just think, wow! I'm only alive because of the just <laughs> randomness of I was born when I was born, mm-hmm. and treatment got to where it is when it got to where it was, or I'd be dead already. He says. So, yeah, treatment's yeah. that much better. Yeah, yeah, that's something. Uh, you know, maybe we'll get into this on the radio show uh, tomorrow, uh, but uh, parents are spending more time with their kids than they did back in the day. They At this uh, economics website, they say, many people believe that the demands of modern life making make it increasingly difficult for parents to spend enough time with their kids. I don't know why you would think that. I will assume that they're right, and some people think that. But survey results show this isn't just wrong, but backwards. Parents today spend far more time with their kids than parents did 30 or 40 years ago. But you're staring at your phone. Uh, Yeah, that's a good point. You're going to your kid's soccer practice Uh, for some reason. Right. Is that spending time with your kids? Or at their Taekwondo or whatever. It's all supervised play as opposed to free play, which is the number one thing you can do for your child. Uh, Anyway, uh, average number of hours spent with their kids... Uh, they differentiate between men and women, um, but then they have the total number. What do you want? You want men, women, or a total? Um, I'm guessing it's changed radically for men. Yeah. Well, y- yes. Yes, it has indeed. Uh, men in 1965 spent 2.6 hours a week with their kids. Wow. I spend that much time every day with my kids. Uh, as of 2010, which is the last number they have for some reason, it's Actually, up to 7.2. It's it's more than tripled. I don't, well, it's tripled. Uh, so now it's around 7. Um, I don't know what they consider spending time with your kids. Though, Although, again, that's it? 2010. I, I'm almost certain it's gone up since then. What do you suppose they mean by spending time with your kids? You're in the same room with them or the same car yeah. or the same place? Yeah, just you're with them. Okay, I'm good for... I, I, I work early, so I have a slightly different lifestyle, but I'm good for... 10 hours a day at least i don't think sleeping counts no i'm not even counting sleeping oh okay yeah it's 10 hours so they go one no almost 10 hours. It depends on which kid the kid that stays up a little later yeah yeah interesting oh uh, in the summer but- and during school not as many because they're at school but um i, I think about I've, i think about this a lot um uh because i think i've overdone it i've now decided i've i've i overdo it i've overdone it and uh, I think about how, like, I have a great relationship with my parents, and I have great memories of my childhood. I I uh, look at my childhood as having a great childhood. I sp- my dad spent f- tiny fractions of the amount of time with me as I do with my kids, and I was mm-hmm. perfectly fine with it. Yeah, I didn't feel like I was wanting, and I don't look back on it thinking he wasn't around, but way less time because he, he was at work a lot more. And, like, busy doing things while we played on our own. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, you know, there's probably a sweet spot somewhere um, that you do your best to find. No, I, I'm, I'm clearly on the wrong side of it. I, I, I have, through my own, my own fault, convinced my kids that it's my job to entertain them, I think. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely not my relationship with my dad. Oh, God, no. <laughs> God, no. Dad, I'm bored. Okay. Well, I had to go outside and find him because he was mowing the lawn or doing something. And I'd had to yeah. stop him while he was mowing the lawn and say, Dad, I'm bored. And he'd have looked at me like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you telling me this? <laughs> Get out of my face, you rug rat. Uh, women went from 10.5 hours a week or spent on child care, however you want to define it. Um, wait a minute. How can that possibly be? You know, I'm beginning to think this particular uh, survey or set of stats is crap. I'm just thinking about, well, it depends. High school kids would count, too. Anyway, just the general trend. Ten and a half hours a week in 1965. It was down to 7.3 hours a week in 1975, probably because more and more women were going into the workplace at that point. Uh, so at a, it bottomed out at 7.3 hours in 75. It's up to 13.7 hours in 2010. Again, that's a decade ago. Why they don't have better stats, I don't know. But uh, So, yeah, more and more and more time spent with kids. Well, for better or worse. Well, exactly. For better or for worse. Kids are more anxious than they've ever been. Depressed. I don't know if it's because of this. I can't draw any conclusions, but I can't draw any conclusions the other way either. The kids are happier or better off. I have no evidence of that. No. They spend more time in uniforms, little planned activities and stuff, being supervised. They stay at home longer once they turn 18. I mean, I, I like I can't come up with any positive things. I can't no cause and effect that I can draw from it. But I don't have anything to say. And because the kids have spent that much more time with their parents, we can see that blank happened. Yeah, I got nothing. I What's a cause? What's an effect? Uh, Impossible. I'm out of energy. Yeah. Yeah, you figure it out. I'm tired. Is there anything better about kids now than it was before? I mean, if you go back mm-hmm. to the early 1900s, much fewer kids dying of black lung as eight-year-olds. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you could argue lower teen pregnancy rates, smoking okay. rates, drug use, that sort of thing, because they don't hang out with each other anymore. Mm-hmm. So they're anxious and depressed and suicidal. And don't leave home till they're 30. Because it's yeah, too scary out in the world, and they have to find a friend who's willing to call a pizza place to order a pizza because it's too scary to talk to somebody on the phone. Because they've never had free play, among other things, yeah. Other than that, things are great <laughs> here in 2026 or 2018, whatever it is. I don't know. When I wanted to play, I'd ask my dad to play, and he'd give me some lawn darts and say, get outside, kid, and he'd hand me some lead paint, and out I'd go. I can picture my dad like being done mowing the lawn, leaning against a tree, drinking a beer, and saying, what do you mean you're bored? Go do something. <laughs> I, I, I got plenty I could have you do. Yeah, you exactly. Away. No. That is exactly right. You want to yeah. finish mowing this lawn? Not really. <laughs> well, I guess that's it. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.